0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Ditch Decade Diets podcast. I hope you guys are absolutely loving the daily podcasts that I've been putting out for you guys. I swear I've been putting out a podcast every single day. And since like June, I believe, I've literally been putting out a podcast every single day. So I hope you guys are absolutely loving it. There's just so much that I can talk about, so much I wanna share So much information that I have and so much wisdom. You know, many of you guys know I have struggled with binge eating, my relationship with food, over-exercising, body image struggles for an entire decade. And I was so grateful to be able to learn from somebody who has really gone through this struggle. And I am just in this season right now where I'm just excited to do these podcasts, I'm having a lot of fun and something that I really want to do more of in my business, which I already do, but I want to find even more ways to just have fun. And you guys know, I absolutely love what I do in my business. And something that I really, 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 really love is these podcasts. And I know whenever I listen to somebody's podcast, I just feel so much more connected to them. It feels like we're just like hanging out at a coffee shop and we're just like having a conversation. And I hope you guys feel very connected to me. Um, This is a huge reason of why I'm doing a lot of these podcast episodes, because I want you guys to feel connected to me. I want you guys to see that conquering binge eating is actually closer than you think. And there is so much hope for you guys. So anyways, I hope you guys are loving it. And if you have been loving it, you know, you can always send me a message on my Instagram and let me know. Like, I've always, I always love hearing from you guys. It truly does make my day, even though I've been doing this podcast since 2021. um, It really just means the world to me. I get so excited when you guys message me saying how much you've been loving the podcast. And if you have not yet left a rating and review on the podcast Again, it would mean the world to me. It literally just takes 30 seconds to a minute. So if you can just take that time right now to leave a rating and review the podcast, it not only helps me, but it also helps get the message across to so many other women who really need to hear this message. Now, without further ado, we're going to switch things up a little bit. And I have a guest coming on the podcast today. Her name is Sloan Elizabeth. She is a food freedom coach and holistic wellness expert who helps women eat, move, and live with love and intuition. She empowers women to stop dieting, obsessing, restricting, and playing small so that they can experience food and life freedom. She uses a unique and powerful combination of science and spirituality to help her clients heal and live their dream lives. Sloan is also a published author and has been featured on Food Network, The Doctors, Shape, Betches, and Authority Magazine. So I'm very excited for you guys to hear our conversation. We talked a lot about spirituality with nutrition Subconscious reprogramming, like really getting to the subconscious roots of food and body struggles and what it actually means to eat with love and intuition. So I'm very excited. Without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Ditch Decade Diets podcast. Host Lorna Perozo, certified food freedom coach and founder of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. I've spent ten years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, over exercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain so you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health. This is the podcast for you, so let's get to it and jump right in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Ditch Decade Diets podcast. I am so excited to have Sloane Elizabeth on the podcast. I've been doing so many different solo episodes, so it's such an amazing treat for you guys to have a guest come on the podcast. She is a food freedom and intuitive eating coach. And you guys just heard all about the introduction about her. So this is going to be such a special episode. And without further ado, welcome Sloan. So excited.
1: Yay! Thank you so much, Lorna. This is so fun and I loved having you on my podcast. So this is such a treat as well. And I know that we're just going to have more and more amazing conversations.
0: Totally. And I know that when I was on your podcast, we were just talking about how we can literally, we, we do talk about food freedom and intuitive eating and body image all day. And we can literally just talk about this nonstop. So this is For going hours. to be yeah, such a juicy episode. And Normally, I don't have people share their stories on my podcast, but I want to hear about your story because when I was on your podcast and I shared that I was a competitive dancer, you resonated with that. So share with us your background, your story, um, how you developed you know, an unhealthy relationship with who, kind of like what that, that looked like.
1: Yeah. So it's interesting. And I do share the dance part because, like I shared with you on my podcast, Lorna, that wasn't actually when my disordered eating started. I was actually like really confident. I loved being on stage, I loved being seen. And it's actually interesting because ever since I was like two, I loved being in front of a camera and I loved being seen and I loved performing. And so then eventually when I was like 17 and that's when I started becoming insecure in my body, it was very strange for me to be like, wait, I don't want to be seen anymore. Like I've always been a performer. I've always been confident, to be honest, but now I'm not like, I truly never thought that I would be the kind of person that would struggle with food because I love food. I love cooking. So while I eventually restricted and I just had all of these like micro food rules, it was what we might label as orthorexia. I wanted to be as healthy as possible because I realized that I had gained weight. And this was when I was 17. And looking back, what happened is that I went through puberty and I just went through puberty like later, like my body developed later. I genuinely thought that I escaped like all the weird, quote, weird body changes, right? Because they say, you know, you're 12, you're 13, like your body's going to change. And mine honestly didn't. Like puberty didn't affect me when I was 13. Yeah. It came when I was 17. So I didn't know what was happening. I gained weight. My body changed. And so I thought I was doing something wrong because it seemed very random. Like it felt so out of my control. Right. And so random. And so I was doing dance and I was doing cheer. And I remember like the moment that this – all like clicked into place, the body image stuff, like I was in cheer practice and it was summer going into, I think my senior year of high school, because I was like 17 or 16. And I remember feeling my thighs touch and we were wearing booty shorts and sports bras because it was like summer in LA. And I was like, what is this feeling? Mm. And like, what's, what's wrong with me? And then I was looking at all my teammates, are her thighs touching? Are her thighs touching? Like, what does her body look like? And it became this obsession and wanting to be perfect and like be in control. And genuinely, like my intention was to figure it out the scientific way because I was, I always thought of myself as like a math science kind of person. Like I ended up being pre-med in college. And so while I never, like I was, I was always like would leave the table, like slightly hungry. It was like, you know, people say eat until you're 80% full. Yeah. It was that. But I was like, I would never like, quote, starve myself because I love food. So that so I was like, I can't believe that I'm struggling with this.
0: Interesting. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then I go to college and I'm still like all the food rules, but I'm also trying to like have fun and be free and meet people and make friends and like experience college. And then I remember... Sitting having breakfast by myself in the dining hall, and I had this moment, and it was like either you're going to continue down this path and you're basically going to like ruin what's supposed to be the greatest four years of your life. Yeah. Right. Especially in America, college is like (laughs) a big deal. deal. Or you can get this under control and actually heal and have the best time. And I just recently spoke about this on one of my masterclasses. Like, I really believe that having a why that's deeper than just, I want to eat without guilt. I want to eat without counting. Like having a why that's deeper is so critical because yeah, you want to eat without guilt, but you've been eating with guilt for four years and you've survived. So when the fear comes up, like, Oh, I, I don't know if I actually want to heal. I don't know if I'm actually ready to commit. Well, I've been struggling. So like, what's another year? Yeah. But when it's like, I want to have an amazing time in college, I want to, you know, heal my hormones and get pregnant next year. I want to, like, I have a baby. I want to be present with him or like, I'm getting married, right? Like a deeper why helps take us into the path of healing and actually commit to it. So that was my why, college. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And like living life. Yeah. Oh my, I just love that you mentioned that because yeah, eating without guilt is great. But like when we are like, especially when we feel like that urge or that impulse or whatever, and it's like, oh, it just looks so good. Like just one last time or like, I'm going to, you know, it looks so delicious. Like I'm just going to have it. Like who cares if I feel guilty? And then it's like, as soon as you have it, you feel the guilt and that's never enough to change those patterns. Right. Um, and I know you talk a lot about like subconscious, uh, the, the subconscious roots and things like that. I want you to dive deeper into that. What what's your philosophy with that? Why is it so important to dive into these like subconscious roots and reprogram? I I see your eyes like lighting up like let's go let's talk about this.
1: Honestly, that's how I feel. Okay, because our subconscious mind controls 90% of our reality. So the way that works is that we have beliefs that are in our subconscious mind. This is like our old reptile brain. It's responsible for autopilot, which is very helpful, right? Like when you drive to work every day... You know the route. You don't have to look at the street signs. You don't have to be super intentional. Sometimes it's like, whoa, how did I get here? Did I black out on that drive? That was your subconscious mind, right? Controlling your thoughts and then controlling your behaviors. So that's how it goes. Subconscious mind, we have beliefs that we believe to be true. Like those are, that's kind of like the rules, the rule book to our lives. And then that informs how we think, how we feel, because everything is just neutral. So if it's raining and I see the rain as like something so bad and I'm gonna have the worst day, that those are my thoughts and feelings. The rain was neutral. And now because I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna have such a bad day, this sucks. What am I gonna do? What are my behaviors? Maybe I'm just gonna like lay on the couch. Maybe I'm gonna call my friend and complain. Okay, but then let's say that you, Lorna, love the rain. The rain is neutral, right? But you decide, I love the rain. Your thoughts and feelings are like love, excitement, yay. What are you gonna do? You're gonna go jump in puddles and like have a dance party in the rain. So, Our subconscious mind, our subconscious beliefs inform our conscious thoughts and feelings. The way that we think and feel informs our behaviors and actions. So if we're talking about changing a behavior like binge eating and you think that just taking a different action is going to change it, you will likely binge again because there's a subconscious root that's informing The thoughts and feelings that then inform the action. The action is like the tip of the iceberg. And so we can see this in all areas of life. Like literally every single thing that we do, like I I do love routines and rituals, but I could give you the best 10-step morning routine and say, go and do this. But if you feel like I don't have enough time, lack of abundance. Mm -hmm. If you feel like I'm not capable of that, lack of trust in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. If you feel like I don't deserve to have a beautiful morning routine, I'm gonna self sabotage. Lack of self worth. Mm-hmm. We like it's Googleable. All of this is Googleable. How to like eat well, eat holistically well. You can find that on Google. So why aren't we all well and healthy? It's because self sabotage gets in the way. Our subconscious programs. Like yeah, that's why it matters so much. Yeah,
0: and I always say like knowledge is not just power. It's like, of course, the first step is like having awareness and like having the knowledge and the tools and the strategies, like that's all great. But you have to understand like, why why is there a disconnect? Why am I not able to apply the tools that I'm learning? Right. And again, behavior change is so short term, like, it's our behaviors, like your, our beliefs, like you said, they impact our thoughts. They impact our feelings. They impact what what we choose to do or we choose not to do, which impacts our results. So that's so incredibly important. And what I'm curious, like what beliefs did you need to rewire? What beliefs did you need to change in order to
1: change your behaviors with food? Yeah. So I see eight that are the most common, like in all of my clients. And I had a lot of those too. A lot of times people are like, wait, all eight resonate with me. Like, am I the worst? No, like they're all, they're all rooted in fear. I really believe that like there's love and there's fear and that's kind of it. So all of these are fear based, right? So for me, control, was a humongous one, like healing my relationship with control. And honestly, that's when I realized when I read this book, it was by Gabby Bernstein, The Universe Has Your Back. I'd already begun healing my relationship with food, more the science route, understanding the truth. And like, that was knowledge, that was all fine and dandy, but I still didn't fully believe it. And then I read this book or I listened to the audiobook and I was like, holy shit, I have some healing to do around control um, and around surrender and like those work together and just like trust for me. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, like self-worth, self-love, yes, but it was more trust and control, um, which are two of the roots. And so it was like, if I'm not planning my meal, if I'm not cooking my new meal, if I'm not calculating then I'm going to be out of control Mm -hmm. and trust your body. What does that mean? I kind of hate that phrase to be honest. I think it's just like so overused and like oversimplified, but I didn't trust myself. Like I was someone that often looked to other, like I always identified as a leader, but I was like, wait, can you double check? Like Mm -hmm. I think this is a good idea. Like do you? Yes, 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 yes. And that's when i also reconnected with my intuition and my spirituality which is a really big part of like my methodology as well so um yeah control trust self-love self-worth self-sabotage fear um, perfectionism and then what's the eighth I may have said it already. We said control. Um, But there's, those are basically like the most common roots that I see. And there's a lot of overlap, of course, in all of those. Yeah.
0: They all kind of like somewhat go hand in hand. Like I know for so many people listening, like perfectionism, everything needs to be perfect. And, you know, I can't go out for dinner because I don't have control and I don't have trust within myself. I don't know how, I'm, how much I'm going to be able to eat. So I'd rather just stay at home, weigh, track, measure all of my food. Like that was like my reality. Like I was literally a control freak and I definitely resonate with like the whole intuition. I'm like, uh, hello, it's broken. <laughs> I don't hear my intuition. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you said like you would, you know, ask, you know, other people like, you know, is this the right thing to do or whatever? And again, that always comes out of like this lack of trust within ourselves. And I'm so glad that you, you brought this up because we cannot heal our relationship with food. If we're trying to control everything, if we're trying to control our weight, if we're trying to control every macro that we, you know, put into our mouths, like it's so hard to surrender and release that control when we are just trying to be so perfect with everything.
1: Absolutely. And that's where I like taking it macro and bringing in like the universe source of energy. Yeah. Because I always say, like, I said this to my clients last night on our like food freedom collective call. I said, okay, now that you're in this program, like you can take a deep breath because you're taken care of and your brain, you, you still get control. It's not about giving up all control you have control but also your body has control like your metabolism has its own mechanism thank god you don't have to control your metabolism can you imagine if we had like a mini brain in our thyroid that we had to control like can you imagine or if we had a mini brain in our pancreas right people with diabetes they know this you have to calculate it you have to manage it Mm -hmm. it's a lot yeah Yeah. So you're you're letting your body become a leader again. But also, when it comes to control, can you see how your higher self, your intuition, the universe, source, energy, God, whatever it is for you, has your back too. And that's where it gets a little bit more woo-woo, but that's the part that I love. And that is so healing especially for people that are control freaks mm-hmm. I was too mm-hmm. and people are like oh but i i don't I don't know if the universe has my back or like I don't have any proof of that and I always say yes you do think about it for a second right like when have things happened for you not food related or body related just life related where like there's no way it, there wasn't some divinity at play like it's just so synchronous so magical it happens so easily. Like easier than it should have, faster than it should have. Like that's the universe working with you. But we as humans with fear and egos block this waterfall of support that is here for us. So it's about learning, okay, what do I as the human and as the brain and the ego get to control and like owning that and having power in that? And then what am I going to give to my body? and let her control. And what am I going to give to the universe and let source control? That's like the triad that I like to work with. Yeah.
0: I, I love that phrase. Like, you know, everything is working out for me in perfect timing. Like when I heard that phrase, like a few years ago, I like I literally reminded myself of this every single day, even when there was fear of like fear of weight gain or a fear of, you know, spiraling even more out of control if I'm, you know, no longer tracking calories and macros and eating intuitively. And it's like, no, everything is working out for me in such perfect timing. And like you said, not just food related, we are meant to live such incredible lives. Like I know for like ourselves, like even our businesses, right? It's like, we're living a life that like, like what? Like this is our <laughs> life, you know. And everyone, everyone gets to really experience this. But if you are holding on to fear or doubt, or I'm not worthy enough, or I'm not good enough, like it's going to be so hard for you to experience this this beautiful life that you were meant to live.
1: Yeah, I know. And like we block ourselves, mm-hmm. and so it's also about like taking back your power. Like last night one of my clients was asking about dessert and she was saying, "Okay, so when I eat dessert, like it makes me so happy. And it makes me like so happy though that I want more and then I overeat." So what I told her was like, "All right, there's one route here where we talk about mindful eating and we talk about how to feel satisfied, but that's not the route that I'm going to go. I'm going to say, "Are you happy? Like, during the day, are you doing things for your happiness, like micro things? Because you're using dessert to fill this void. Of course, if you're, like, not happy during the day, you're giving, giving, giving to everyone else but yourself, and then you finally have your, your dessert, and it makes you happy, and it makes your brain happy with the dopamine and the sugar, of course you're going to want more. Yeah. Right? And she was like – I uh, like, I don't know what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, That's so where we start. common. That's
0: so common, right? It's like, well, food is the main source of joy in my life. And it's like, of course you want more of you're getting this dopamine hit. Like your brain has had zero pleasure all day. And it's like boost of dopamine. Like, of course I'm going to want to binge on this food. It's the only yeah. thing that makes me feel good. You know? Yeah. yeah. I know you are a big fan of like eating with love and intuition and like I am all for that because like gentle nutrition, like we want to feel good. We want to have energy. And I know the reason why you kind of wanted to start eating healthy is because like you really enjoyed it. Like you love cooking, eating healthy and things like that. So talk a little bit about that. Like what does eating with love and intuition, like what does that mean to you?
1: Okay. So eating with love and intuition is the framework that I created when I was healing because I – realized like I started seeing this stuff about intuitive eating and this was just my personal experience like it didn't 100% resonate with me because some of the languaging is very um it kind of feels bypassy to me like yell at the food police in your head and I'm like I don't want to yell at myself right or like It just didn't resonate. Um, Having nutrition be number 10 on the list does not resonate with me. The fact that it's 10 principles, like, come on, know your audience. Like, we're coming from diets and rules. Principles is going to resonate as rules in my head. Like, it just didn't resonate with me. And so when I was healing, like I didn't necessarily have the framework yet, but I realized that, okay, this is like really deep. This is healing on the subconscious level. And this is still about physical health, but it's also about mental health and it's about spiritual health and soul health. And so I'm taking care of all three of those bodies, physical, mental, and soul, and my intuition, not just my cravings, but like my third eye, my higher self. That level of intuition is guiding me. And so when I started my coaching business, I was like, okay, what like what's the secret sauce? Like let me work backwards a little bit. How did I get here and it just like flowed together. I'm eating with love and intuition. I'm eating out of love for my physical body, my mental body and my soul body. So eating with love for the physical, nutrient dense foods, blood sugar balance, cycle syncing, eating with love for the mental, not eating with stress, no obsession, eating with love for the soul, ice cream, family recipes, that's that. Right. But I'm not just eating with love blindly. I'm not just eating with love based on what I know logically. I'm eating with love and intuition and my soul, my third eye, my connection with my higher self, source, universe, plus my connection with my body. Like we have body cues, hunger, fullness, pain, etc and my logic like i do know stuff about nutrition obviously that's my intuition so i realized like this is this is the way right and so that's why i don't claim to necessarily be like an intuitive eating coach because I know that they have their own certification and that's beautiful and great and i totally like support everybody that supports intuitive eating and to me i just knew i had to create something different that was a little bit deeper for me um really leveled the playing field with nutritional science and physical health being just as important as mental and soul health and then bringing the spirituality into it too
0: Yeah, no, I, I love that so much because I too didn't really resonate with this like whole intuitive eating food, freedom, eat whatever you want. And I'm like, I don't feel good when I just eat like whatever I want, or I don't want to just go to the grocery store, buy 10 of my trigger foods and then come home and eat them all because I'm like so impulsive and I don't trust myself and I'm going to, Feel like crap, you know? And I think um, this really does give permission to everyone to find their own version of intuitive eating and self-love wow. and gentle nutrition because it's not a one size fits all. It's not a go to the grocery store, buy all the trigger foods. And force yourself to be eating these foods that don't make you feel good. Like you're allowed to really take care of yourself without seeing it as restriction. And I think that's so hard for a lot of people to wrap their head around. Like, if I have a salad today, like, am I restricting myself, you know? And again, that, that's why it's so important to like rewire these beliefs in our mind. And it's not about the food. It's really how we feel about the food.
1: Absolutely. And reclaiming the foods that we've seen as quote diet food or even foods we've seen as like our binge foods, right? Like my client was talking about yogurt and berries. To me, I'm like yogurt and berries, whatever. And to her that she's like, that's what I ate when I was dieting. So like, I feel like if I have that for breakfast, it's going to trigger me into feeling like I'm on a diet that's, that is something to work on, right? Because yogurt and berries is neutral. And so you can say yes to that without it being a restriction. And you can say yes to the cookies or the ice cream. You can also say no to the cookies and the ice cream. And that's not a restriction either. Yes, 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 yes. And I don't know how you
0: felt, but like for my journey, like when I started feeling a little bit more free with food, I felt like I had to say yes to dessert all the time. Or if I went out with friends, I'm like, I have to order the pasta or the burger. Cause I don't want them to think if I order a salad, like I'm still restricting. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's not the truth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, it's so, so common. And it's so, it like, our brains, they really complicate so much for us, but it's, yeah. it is is complex. I wouldn't say it's complicated. Like to me, especially like as a third party practitioner, who's like not struggling anymore. I'm like, it's actually quite easy and it's actually quite simple, but it is complex. It's layered. It's nuanced yeah. because we're not just talking about logic. Like the way that we behave is not logical.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Our, yeah. our subconscious mind is not logical. So make it like being able to go that deep and do the rewiring and like treat it with nuance is really important to do all of the subconscious rewiring and like the detangling of the yes. belief systems. Totally.
0: Yeah. No, I, I love this so much. And this is such an important conversation. You guys like we can know all the things of what to do. You guys probably know so much about nutrition and health. And it's like so frustrating as like, why am I not implementing or why am I like I know what to do but like there's just that disconnect and this is why like this work is just so important to you know rewire the brain rewire the subconscious roots like these are all such important things to be talking about so I love this conversation so much um is there anything else that you want to share to my audience or anything that you feel like they just need to hear right now like anything on your heart that you feel
1: would feel an mm, alignment to share okay. Yes. I have two things if that's okay. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing is just like a truth that I think ties together what we've said, which is that eating intuitively is a result of healing and food freedom is a result of healing. And I see a lot of people trying to skip the healing and just do intuitive eating, have food freedom, but then they just do kind of what you described, like eat whatever, whenever. And they, and then they're like, well, this isn't working.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Healing will result in naturally. Naturally, you will eat intuitively once you heal. Naturally, you will have food freedom once you heal. So instead of focusing on how do I do intuitive eating? How do I do it? How do I have food freedom? How do I find it? Focus on healing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's one thing. Yep. The second thing is kind of like the motivation, which is this is something I've been speaking about a lot recently. Like I want you to remember that you are more powerful than food. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: When the excuses come up. Oh, but I'm so impulsive. Oh, but it feels like food controls my life. Oh, but like, I'm not strong enough. That's bullshit. Yeah. You are a human. You are a soul having a human experience. You are more powerful than food. Mm -hmm. You're more powerful than your fear. You're more powerful than your urges claim it,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: run with it and start healing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. It's like, everyone wants like the labels of like, I'm an intuitive eater or I have food freedom. And it's like, we can't skip the part that's going to help you to get there. You know what I'm saying? It's not the sexy thing. Like I'm on a healing journey. Like it might not be as sexy as like, Oh, I'm now an intuitive eater. or I have food freedom, but it's like, that's what's required. We can't just delete my fitness pal. We can't just, you know, stop weighing our food and being like, Oh, I'm an intuitive eater now. Like there needs to be processes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Totally. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Your wisdom just shines through. Like I know everyone's going to appreciate this episode so much. So what do you have going on? Where can people find you? What are all the details you'd like people to know?
1: yeah well this has been so fun and i love just like sharing the magic with you um so you can hang out with me on instagram at sloanelizabeth or listen to the Sloan Elizabeth show, which is my podcast that Lorna was on. Definitely go listen to our episode there. Um, And then the Food Freedom Collective is my signature food freedom healing program. So the application link is always in my bio. um, And from there, you can book a 15-minute consultation call if you want to chat, or you can just enroll right then and there. So that is pretty much always on my page and my website.
0: I love it. We'll leave all the details in the show notes for you guys. Definitely check that out. And as always, like if you enjoyed this episode, send a message to Sloan, send a message to me. We love hearing from you guys. So thank you so much and have an amazing rest of your day guys.